Welcome to Love Punch, challenging thought leaders to turn their mission into a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to take bold action and create massive impact through a powerful process that I call CPR, courage, persistence, and resilience to go after what you really fucking want. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So gear up, get ready, and let's make shit happen. Hello, everyone. I am so fucking stoked for today's conversation because today's, today's conversation is with the Mike Smith. Now, for those of you who don't know, let me just share a little bit of his official bio. Mike is a co-founder of a nonprofit called Rabble Mill that's working to end generational poverty one young person at a time by empowering kids to discover their passion and build their talent through those very things he grew up loving, which is skateboarding, music, and art. Rabble Mill's programs include The Bay, which is a 30,000 square foot warehouse in Lincoln, Nebraska that's home to a skate park, coffee bar, all ages concert venue, and an art collective that does life-changing outreach work for kids and families. And Skate for Change, which is a global network of skaters with around 80 chapters dedicated to empowering youth to use their skateboards to better their communities. Outside all of his nonprofit work, Mike and his friends have launched a career education platform called Find Your Grind that exposes and educates students and teachers to emerging career possibilities. Mike firmly believes that we need to stop asking kids what they want to be and start showing them the possibilities of who they can be. And FYG aims to do just that. So without further ado, here is Mike. Hi, Hello. what's up? Hey, thanks for thanks for having me on. I'm hyped to hyped to chat with you today. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm super stoked. Um, one of the things that really draws me to you is the fact that you are doing all of this in a very different way, and in a way that is really creating impact, like impact that we can see and feel and witness. I mean, just by watching some of your videos on Instagram, the crowds of kids that you're speaking to, the misfits, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there's this one question that you ask a lot and it's, what do you want to be remembered for? Mm -hmm. What got yeah. you to start asking that kind of a question? You know, I think, cause I always talk to a younger demo, like a younger group of kids. And so when, when high school kids or college kids or young entrepreneurs are thinking about their life, they're thinking about the future. And it's this like, what am I going to be? Where am I going to work? Where am I going to live? Who am I going to marry? What am I going to look like? You know, kids, they're all, you know, you know how it is when you were young, we were all mm -hmm. worried about future us. And then when you get old and you get all these responsibilities, you kind of worry about like current you and like what's going on now and today. And I think when you're a kid, the future is really what drives you. Mm -hmm. And I think when you get older, the present drives you. And so I want kids when they're thinking about their futures to almost think about it in reverse. Like when you get there, what do you hope they remember about you? And whatever you answer, that's what you should fight for along the way. And so I think asking a kid what they want to be remembered for, more often than not, they're not going to tell you that they had a million dollars or that mm -hmm. they moved a little bit farther to the nicer part of town or got a little bit bigger house or had a few more followers. They're typically going to tell you that they wanted to make a difference or they wanted to help somebody or they wanted to do something incredible. And so whatever their answer is, I typically say, well, why don't you fight for that instead of fighting for a title or a job or a resume or Right. a bank account number or a number of followers. And so it's fun to get kids to sort of think about their future, but in reverse. And so that's why yeah. I always ask that question. 
That's an awesome question. It's, it forces you to reverse engineer sort of the path that you're on, right? And I totally. resonate with that because when I was younger, my dad used to always ask me, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he's very businessman, like, you know? Right. And I'd always say, I want to help people. And he couldn't understand that. And so, but in my vision, I had the vision of enough money to pay a mortgage. I have a house. I have this. I have that. And here I am. And it's all different. <laughs> right, right. But it's like, if we teach our kids to, to reverse engineer in that way. Like I, I love that it causes them to like, it influences them to focus on the vision of, um, you know, what imprint are you leaving behind, which is totally mm -hmm. different. And I feel like that's applicable to our generation too, not just kids. For sure. Oh yeah, definitely. And I don't, I don't think I ever try to talk to like one, one group of people. Cause I know when I'm sitting in there talking, what, like if I talk at a huge tour stop because we're on this big tour across the country and there's tons of high schools there. I also mm -hmm. know that there's a, a 45 year old teacher that wishes she could quit her job and go live in a tiny home with her husband. Like I know right. that that person's in the crowd or I know right. there's a principal who has this like genius idea that could help education, but he's scared to quit his job as a principal to go start his app or start his program or his software. Cause the I, teachers tell me all the time, like I have this idea and I'm like, quit your job and go chase that. Like that's brilliant. And that's, that'll help so many schools, but they're stuck in this like space of I've built this life of comfort or I've built this life of responsibility and they can't quit. And so I'm not just trying to push kids. I'm trying to push everyone to like yeah. chase that. I always call it like that kind of tiny little whisper that's in your head of the thing right. you wish you could be. And I just want to push everyone to like run after that. And the reason that I care so much is when you meet someone who loves what they do, it's mm -hmm. contagious. Mm -hmm. Like if you meet a teacher who loves to teach, it makes learning fun. If you meet mm -hmm. a skater who loves to skate, it makes skateboarding fun. If you meet a, you know, a, anybody who loves to do what they do and they, they love it and they're passionate about it, it's like contagious for all of us. And so I just mm -hmm. want to push people to like have that enjoyment in what they do because we're all going to be better for it. Because we've all met the other person, like right. the banker who hates their job or right. the lawyer who hates their job or the yeah. cop who hates their job. Like we've all met that person. And so I'm trying to avoid creating those types and trying to help mm -hmm. people chase what they care about. Mm, I love that. Especially, I feel like nowadays it's so relevant. It's so relevant because we're all super connected via social media, but that also mm -hmm. has created some sort, some level of disconnect. Like people are seeking a deeper uh, fulfillment, a deeper sense of fulfillment and meaning in their lives. And there are a lot of people our age that have reached this point. They're like, oh, I, I got the degree and I'm doing the job and I'm doing the things, but I'm not really that happy. And they right. want to create something positive in the world, but it's like, they don't know where to start. Well, I think, I think that this is why find your grind to me is such a big deal is when we were growing up, it was like, you just knew about a handful of opportunities. Like okay. it was my friend's dad did this or my relative in another state or country did that. And that was all we knew that was possible. Well, today a kid can bust out their phone, go on Instagram and be like, yo, I follow this person and this person and this person. Yeah. But what they don't realize where I think the disconnect comes is you're typically following someone who found their grind and is like not a finished product, but is already really successful. Right. And you don't understand the process to get there. So you might follow a, a, a couple that lives in a van and is traveling around the world, but you don't know that they saved every penny for six years, didn't have internet, didn't have cable, didn't eat out, put everything into this van so that they could have this lifestyle. Most people want that lifestyle. They don't know about the work put in. And so why we created Find Your Grind was I wanted to show kids the lifestyles that were possible. And I think mm -hmm. that's what's missing is you and I, when people ask you what you do, it's like the hardest question to answer because you're like, right. where do I start? <laughs> I have all this stuff. 
But what we would way easier define ourselves with is a lifestyle. You could call mm -hmm. yourself a creative and people would understand that today. That didn't mm -hmm. make sense. Entrepreneur, when we were like kids, meant mm -hmm. you were unemployed, trying right. to find a job or trying to figure something out. And now yeah. it's like this sexy buzzword around the world that everybody's trying to be an entrepreneur. And I fit into this like social impact entrepreneur space. I don't even know how to spell right. entrepreneur. I hate, I hate the word. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's, I think the problem is we can follow a finished product, but we don't see the path or how mm -hmm. to get there. Mm -hmm. And that's why I created Find Your Grind with my friends was I wanted to show kids the path. So if you're a girl in the middle of the middle of America, mm -hmm. and you want to be a marine biologist because you went to the ocean one time and now you feel like that's calling your name. Right. Most girls in the middle of the country would have no idea how to get there. Yeah. You want to show them what's possible and what the path is. And so I think it's more about illuminating like the steps that you can take to get there. And mm -hmm. the steps used to be perfect grades, perfect college, perfect mm -hmm. job, perfect life. That mm -hmm. was the process. That wasn't my process. I don't know if right. that was yours or anybody right. listening to this, but I think that process failed most of us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of our friends are waking up at 35 years old with, you know, relationships that aren't very deep, mm -hmm. a job that they would love to not be in. And mm -hmm. they kind of get boiled down to like, well, on Tuesday nights, I go hang out with my friends and do this, or I live right. for the Saturdays to do that. And that's just not the life that I think most of us dreamed about having when we were 15, 16 year old kids. And so I'm really just trying to push people to chase that lifestyle that they're stoked on. Yeah. And then I just want to show them as much stuff as I possibly can to help them get where they're going. And the way you do that is by filming people who are already there and asking them the questions. Cause I don't have all the answers, but I can ask all the questions and then film it and give that to the world. Right. So that's kind of my role in everything. It's like, I don't have the answers, but I'll go find them and then just yeah. offer that to whoever needs it. Yeah. And illuminate the process, which is totally. super powerful. And yeah. it also makes it feel more tangible and more real, right? Because now they understand the process behind it. Because I think today it's so easy to see everyone's highlight reels. It's so easy mm -hmm. to see what people are choosing to showcase, but we don't know, you know, the 10 years of blood, sweat and tears or whatever they put into it to get to where totally. they're at, you know? And oh, yeah. it's that story behind the, uh, the outcome that helps illuminate the reality for people to, to understand what they need to do to follow it. You know, I was one of those people that did the whole, well, I have to get good grades. And then I went to college and then I hated college and I dropped out and then I went in trade schools and I have had like seven different careers right. until I finally landed into what it was. But at the end of the day, the difference was impact and fulfillment for me. It was like, what is the impact that I'm creating? Because again, like it all boiled down to me for, I want to help people. Mm -hmm. And then how fulfilling does it feel for me? You know? And so that's why, right. you know, whether you want to call it yourself or, or put the label of the social good entrepreneur, what you're doing is so different. It's like you're, tra you're blazing your own trail and working with the next generation of leaders, of presidents, of doctors, of marine biologists, of motivational yeah. speakers. So, um, Talk to me a little bit about impact versus influence. Yeah, the, and this is what's tricky about when you get to a certain level where you become kind of a brand. You know, you're, you're mm -hmm. a brand and I'm a, right. I'm a brand. And as much as we, when you build a company and become successful, it becomes a brand. Right. And so, you, you know, influence is such a, such a big word that everybody wants to talk about. And I keep getting invited to these like influencer conferences. Yeah, it's, it's a buzzword. A huge, oh yeah, it's this huge buzzword. But I, lo I look at it, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I feel a little offended when people call me an influencer because mm -hmm. I, tr and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, 
it's not that everybody can influence. We can all have influence and people can, you know, you can buy followers and you can be a completely different human on your Instagram than you are in real life. You can be a completely different human on your blog right. or your Twitch or your whatever than you are in real life. Yeah. But the thing that you can't fake is you can't fake leadership. You mm -hmm. can't fake that because people mm -hmm. either follow you for real, like in real life, they believe in you and your mission and what you do. And the best leaders always have influence. Most mm -hmm. influencers aren't really leaders. They just have a lot of followers. That's a big difference mm -hmm. to me. And so I think that when you're a leader, you're going to have an impact and mm -hmm. it's your responsibility to try to do something good and meaningful with that impact. And so I would rather push kids to focus on what it takes to develop skills, to lead people mm -hmm. than it does to get people to follow you. And we see it a lot. Somebody gets a bunch of followers, millions mm -hmm. of followers, and they panic and they don't mm -hmm. know what to do. And they mm -hmm. make mistakes and they have their, their compasses off and what their North Star is, isn't right. very pure. And all of us, it doesn't take long before you're posting something on YouTube or Instagram that's, you know, either inappropriate or offensive or whatever. And it's because right. you weren't really thinking through it from this perspective of I'm leading a generation of people or I'm leading a, a pocket of people. And I want to do that with intentionality and impact. And so I always try to push kids and people to focus on, you know, becoming an incredible leader, focus on your leadership skills. That takes time, mm -hmm. not sexy. It's mm -hmm. not glamour. It's not Instagrammable. It's not right, like, yo, right. check this out. You can't write, like learn an epic leadership lesson today. Yeah. And I fail. No, you don't, you don't get to blog about this. Like, right. This is just that grinding out like who you are thing. And I think that leads to real impact. And I just think it's true in my story because you keep talking about doing it differently. That's like my number one core value is that mm -hmm. you have to dream different. Mm -hmm. So many kids today and young adults and people listening to this, they see people that are successful and your natural instinct is to copy that path. Yes. Like you definitely. just want to copy their roadmap. Mm -hmm. You're like everyone's, everyone's doing this. I got to do this. And so yeah, it works for them. So it's going to work for me. Totally. Totally. And if I'm a 50% as successful as they are, then I got in the room and I'll figure it out. You know, like mm -hmm. that's what most people think. And I've just always believed if you, I want to dream different, like I really do. And a mm -hmm. good example of dreaming different is, like five years ago, I, or four, yeah, five years ago, I launched the Harbor TV and the Harbor TV is, it's the most watched show in schools in America today. So they stream mm -hmm. it in over 5,000 schools, wow. all 50 states, millions of kids watch it every week. And when I started this show, everybody told me, well, there's only one place you can go. Everybody said you had to put it on YouTube. And they were right. like, you got to be on YouTube. And I took a step back and I looked at YouTube and I saw a hole that was this big and the right. whole world was trying to run into it. And right. I thought, I'm not going to go that path. Like that's not going to be my path because everybody's there. Yeah. So I went this other way and found a totally different distribution channel to where I could just get it to stream inside of schools where they don't even allow YouTube. And so I just decided I was going to go straight to the schools, forget yeah. YouTube, forget streaming it. And overnight, I mean, 5,000 schools is literally millions of kids mm -hmm. that would never have happened on YouTube. And so I had to dream different about the process to get the outcome that I wanted. But I think so many people are trying to copy what they see and emulate mm -hmm. what the the, you know, the people that they follow on Instagram do. And to me, that's the quickest way to like set yourself up to fail. So right. I'm, I believe that if we're going to start creating the next generation of leaders and impact driven kids, we've got to challenge them to be courageous enough to do it different. We've got to challenge them to be courageous enough to be unique. We've got to challenge them to be creative enough to not listen to their mom and dad when they say that's not a job or mm -hmm. you can't make money doing this. Mm -hmm. or, you know, I just saw a thing with this kid on Twitch TV making half a million dollars a month playing video games. Wow. I guarantee you he had half a million people telling him when he was a kid, right. that's not a job. And yeah. now they probably all want to work for the kid. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, and totally. So it's just, I just think that if we're going to start to push people to be impactful, we've got to mm -hmm. let them open up a little bit more of who they are as an individual and stop copying. Because the minute you copy, it's not, it's not who you are. And I think it loses its impact.
Yeah. And I love that you brought that up because I think, I mean, again, like even for people our age who, you know, we're the entrepreneurial generation, you mm-hmm. know, there are tons of people in their twenties and thirties entering the world as entrepreneurs because we want to carve our own path. We want to create our own success. We don't want to be defined by, you know, a nine to five or these rules and regulations. We get that we can do things differently. Yet. Hold on, my dog's about to go nuts. Yeah. Hey, bud. Go upstairs. You gotta go upstairs. I haven't been home for a while, so he's like super stoked that I'm back. And he wants to play. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. So like people gravitate towards, okay, well that's working for this person. So if I just take this cookie cutter idea and apply it to what I'm doing, it's going to work. But in doing that, we lose all sense of what makes us unique as well as being integral to what we value and the imprint that we want to leave behind, you know, like then we have what a generation of cookie cutter leaders that are trying to lead others. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. It doesn't. And it's like, yeah, I think the thing that breaks down is the minute something you didn't expect happens, you don't know what to do. Right. You've copied, you've copied your way. You haven't paid. Like I was talking about the hard yards. Like you got to put in that time of like, you, you don't, you don't post on your Instagram, every sponsor that said they weren't going to back you, every brand that said they weren't going to endorse you, right. every, you were this close to being their choice, but they went with someone with more followers right. or whatever, what, you know what I mean? Like I have it all the time. I don't post all the grants we don't get for my nonprofits. I don't post yeah. all the, the giant tour dates that only 400 kids showed up to instead of 4,000. You know what I mean? Right. Like you don't, we, we always like to present this, like, the best version of ourself. Mm-hmm. And so if you've copied your whole life, when this really tough thing happens, you don't even know what to do because you've never, you've never experienced like your first failure when there's no one to talk to. When I opened up my right. first skate park, no one had ever done what I did. I opened up this indoor skate park in a mall that was a nonprofit and uh-huh. there was no one in the world that had ever done this one thing that I had done. Right. So I couldn't pick the phone up and be like, Hey, I totally copied your idea and now I'm at this spot when you were here. What did you do? And I just had to look around and be like, I got to, I just got to figure it out. Like I got to right. figure out how to survive and make this work and keep grinding and driving through. And when you dream different, you're going to have so many of those moments where you're like, I don't even know who to call because no one's been here before, mm-hmm. but that's what makes you a leader. And that's what mm-hmm. I think kind of like sharpens your skills as a, as a, not just a leader, but like as a human. And I think the impact is felt in, when you really struggle through something and you figure out the best way to do it, I think mm-hmm. people see that and they feel that. And I think that they're drawn to it. Mm-hmm. I think that's at least been my experience is that people love that it hasn't always been easy for, for me and for what we've created. But I think they're right. drawn to the fact that we kept going. And now we're creating some things that are like honestly really incredible, but it's because we struggled. Right. And we did that because we dreamed different. And that's why we had to struggle through it. Yeah. And that takes so much courage and so much persistence and so much resilience that this is something I call CPR, courage, persistence, resilience, but it takes so much of that. And, you know, I was one of those people that did all the cookie cutter things because I was like, this is going to work. This is going to get me to where I want to be. And it did, but it wasn't what I wanted. I didn't want that. I wanted the deeper meaning, the fulfillment, the things that felt more aligned with my own personal legacy. Right. And I feel like for you, like what you've been saying about creating this new generation of leaders and leading them, like we as leaders have to do our due diligence and own our responsibility for showing up as that leader for them. And they deserve better than cookie cutter bullshit. (laughs) Totally. Oh, no, no question. I think, look at the, look at the kids in Florida. 
you know, like mm-hmm. this school in Florida and like, mm-hmm. they're the ones leading the charge now. They're yeah. the kids with millions of followers and they're on talk shows and talking about how to make, they're the ones going at senators in front of people on national TV, right. know, asking tough questions. And I think kids are hungry for it. And I think this mm-hmm. generation, I think there's going to be this weird shift of kids who grew up with social media. So it's not special. Mm-hmm. You know, to us, it was special. We watched right. it evolve. We went from yeah. like our top eight friends in MySpace and the drama of having to move someone right. in to move someone out, you know, like we yeah, went yeah. through like that world to where they can't even, they don't know life without it. Yeah. And I think that because they don't know life without it, it's not going to be this like, oh my God, it's the biggest deal in the world thing. I think it's just kind of a part of their thing. Mm-hmm. And I hope that they're going to be able to like, I, I, I feel that they're going to be able to put down sort of just like the pressures of social media and really start to cut into things that they care about. Because mm-hmm. when you and I were kids, the only way we even found out about global issues was our right. parents, the news and our teachers exactly. or a newspaper. That was it. Right. There was no trend breaking news on your phone. Like, no. None of that existed. And these kids are in it every day and they can respond and interact mm-hmm. and organize. These kids organize thousands of schools, you know, walking out, mm-hmm. you know, for the 17 minutes. Like those were kids, like kids did that. And I mm-hmm. think that that's, we did, I didn't do that. I was in high school when Columbine happened and I just went to school the next day because I didn't know what else to do. I didn't right. know you could do anything else. And so I think that these kids are going to, they're going to surprise us and they're going to do some incredible things. I've met kids who have more grit and courage and better ideas than a lot of the adults that I spend time with. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's encouraging and exciting at the same time. And I know that we always, kids always get a bad rap. I think kids in every generation are going to get mm-hmm. a bad rap. That's what being a kid is all about is having right. an older generation tell you that you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think that this next batch coming up has something really special in store. And I think it's going to be pretty special. And I'm stoked that I get to be a part of like stirring the pot and pushing them to like be great and, and do more. And so if I'm even res- involved in some of their success or just pushing them to really chase what they love, like that gets me excited. Yeah, I mean, that is exciting because it shows that the global landscape is changing, right? The next generation is completely shifting the way that we've been showing up and in fact, inspiring us. Like, look at how many people have been inspired, adults have been inspired by the actions of kids in, in with their reactions to the shootings and what they're doing and what they're organizing and how they're choosing to show up to mm-hmm. speak up for their rights and what they believe is right. You know, it's it's inspiring as an adult to see that. And like you said, I was in high school when Columbine happened. Like I was, so much happened in the world when we were growing up, but it was so different. You know, there was the lack of social media, that lack of like really knowing in the moment when things are happening. And I feel like with this new generation, they have a heightened sense of compassion and empathy and this heightened need to do good, to create an impact, which is amazing to see. But then again, for us as their leaders, it is such a big responsibility to show up fully for them in the fullest capacity that we can do, which means modeling what we're teaching. And I think for us, because we straddled that generation of we had social media, we didn't, we didn't have social media, now we have social media. I feel like we fall, or a lot of people in our generation fall into that comparisonitis. They fall into the right. likes Like, I just want to get the likes. I just want to be Insta famous. I just want to do this. And you lose sight of the impact and what it is that you're here to do. And that's not what makes a true leader. You know what I mean? No, that's, and that's the difference between like impact and influence. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not fishing for followers when I show up to a school or I'm not Mm -hmm. fishing for followers when I post a 
a video or a recap or a, a you know whatever like i'm not right. trying to get followers i'm trying to show people what's possible and show people that like if i if this simple dude from nebraska who graduated high school with a cgpa and didn't graduate college like if i'm mm -hmm. capable of starting nonprofits and building companies then there's no excuse for any of you like everybody can go do incredible things because i have nothing there's nothing extraordinary about me like i mm -hmm. i always make the joke like i'm the most average human like literally from like my <laughs> my grades to my height to my my name is mike right. smith for god's sake like, yeah literally <laughs> right forty thousand. yeah exactly like there are forty thousand mike smith in america and so i'm like i'm the most average person of all time so mm -hmm. i can create things everybody can create things and i think that that i hope kids find because a lot of people come in and talk to kids and it's like i landed a plane in a river or i survived this right. crazy thing and i'm just like i did nothing like that like i'm just average and regular but let me tell you how i did these things even as yeah. a regular person and most of us are just regular people people most of us aren't the best at anything and mm -hmm. i think that a lot of us let not being the best stop us from really trying to go for it and mm -hmm. i think that's what i'm really trying to inspire people to realize is like you don't have to be the best at anything you just mm -hmm. have to go for it and like yeah sometimes it, sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't but it's the process where you really kind of discover like who you are and what you care about right and it's through that process of discovery that we become better Right. Mm -hmm. So like even totally. it's a, the strive for perfection, the strive to be the best. Why not just strive to find the things that really light you up and yeah. find the missions that you really want to f pursue or create or cultivate and leave behind the legacy and impact that you want to leave behind. And in the process totally. of all that, just have a good fucking time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing <laughs> is I think people don't realize like it's fun. Like it's so mm -hmm. much more fun when you're chasing the things that you care about. Like kids tell me every day, adults, and I'm speaking at this thing in Canada in a couple of days, and it's all like young entrepreneurs, and they all say they're like, how do you do it? Like, what is, what's the right. magic thing? And I'm like, take what you love, like whatever that is, mm -hmm. and figure out like how to create something in and around that space. Because entrepreneurship to me is finding a problem you're cool solving for the rest of your life. So mm -hmm. I've got this like, I have this warehouse here in Lincoln, Nebraska. It's 33,000 square feet, the bay, it's like skate, you know, you said it at the start, skate park, coffee shop, concert mm -hmm. venue, it's all these things. Those are the things I love, like skateboarding, right. music, and art. I'm not the best skateboarder, I'm not the best musician, and I'm not the best artist. I right. love those things though. Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to be the best at something, which I'm not, I wanted to create this space where anybody could go and create, somebody could become the best. Mm -hmm. So I just created this space for it. But these are problems and, and lifestyles and like, communities that I love and mm -hmm. things that I'm super passionate about if it would have been architecture or construction or you know other things like I'm not right. overly like passionate about biology or nursing and those things are important doctors are important nurses yeah. are important architects are important I'm not wired that way mm -hmm. I've got this other thing that I get stoked on and so mm -hmm. I just hopped into this industry and was like I'm never gonna leave I'm just gonna yeah. keep creating really cool things in this space and see what it can grow to you gotta you gotta start with like the things you're interested in mm -hmm. and then kids and adults tell me all the time it breaks my heart when adults say it because they've been on the planet a little bit longer mm -hmm. but when when someone's like well i don't know what i'm passionate about and i'm like then i can always tell i say this to everybody i'm like you want to know how you don't find your passion by hanging out with the same people every weekend doing mm -hmm. the same thing with your face buried in your phone watching other people live their life like yeah. put your phone down make a bucket list of 20 things that you've never done that you want to try chip away at it and mm -hmm. along the way you'll either figure out what you hate or you'll find some stuff that you love but mm -hmm. most people who are passionless like if you're watching this or listening to this today right. and you're you're one of the i don't know what i love people change change up your routine change mm -hmm. up who you hang out with watch different movies watch different documentaries delete your all your apps and go 
volunteer or travel or save your money and go to another country, like yeah. sell your house and start over. Like if you don't know what you're passionate about, like what are you even doing? You know, like why right. are you wasting so much time mm-hmm. just going through the mundane deal? And so I think it's way more about like scaring yourself and putting yourself in a position to figure out what you love and what you hate. And once mm-hmm. you do that, you start to chip away at the things that you get really stoked on. And like, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I try to inspire kids to do is like, get out there and get weird, like get out there yeah. and get crazy and figure it out and like discover who you are and what makes you what you are and what makes you what you're not too. You know, like a lot of yeah. kids need to do things they hate mm-hmm. so then they can start to discover what they love. I think it's exactly. Important. Yeah. And a lot of people are afraid of that. Well, what if I fail or what if I hate this? Cool. Cross that off your list. You've just figured yeah. thing out. Awesome. Like <laughs> totally for sure. It didn't take me long to realize I hated math. Like I, right. I dialed that like right away and I was like, all right, I'm not going here. And I just had to keep chipping away at it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I failed math 12, but that's another story. <laughs> oh, I don't even, yeah. I don't. yeah, I don't even want to, I like sometimes I'll be at like a college or at a high school yeah. and I'll see like math on the board. And right. I'm like I don't even, and they're like sophomores and I'm like, yeah. you can't even drive yet. And you know what that means? Like, right. How's that even, how's that even possible? <laughs> like it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike, we are nearing the end of this episode. And um, at the end of every episode, I offer a love punch, which is like a punchy affirmation. So today it's your turn to offer a love punch to our listeners, to our watchers. So what is your love punch for today? My, I think my love punch would be, let me think, I want to, I want to make this an uppercut, not just mm-hmm. like a jab. I want this right, to be like right. a real deal. Um, I think no matter where you're at, like listening to this or watching this, it's 100% not too late. Like it's not mm-hmm. too late for you to start over. It's not too late for you to, to change. It's not too late for you to go for it. And so whatever that scary thing is in your head telling you that you can't, like punch that out and replace it with yourself and the things you're stoked about and passionate about. And like, I want whoever's listening to this to quit, start over, chase something, ask that girl out, ask that boy out, tell your boss to to mm-hmm. like you quit right my dog's <laughs> you're trying to give a love punch too he's, he's telling me to quit talking right. to outside but i think uh yeah find what you love and whoever's listening to this i hope you can like really find a little bit of courage to chase after what you care about that's my love punch for today love that powerful it's not too late guys go after what you fucking want mm-hmm. mike it has been a pleasure speaking with you thank um, you you too you are highly inspirational and I feel like a lot of people in our generation can learn a thing or two from you about leadership and how to show up. So I appreciate you taking the time to be here today to our listeners. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of love punch where I'm challenging thought leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs to make a lasting impact. If you love this episode, share it, hit subscribe, drop a review and feel free to connect with us online. Mike, why don't you tell our viewers and listeners how they can stalk you online? You can type in Mike Smith, which everyone can spell that. (laughs) It's Mike Smith live. You can find me at Mike Smith live on anything. Awesome. So go follow Mike, see what he's up to in the world and connect with me online at I am Ruby. And I will be back next week with a brand new episode of Love Punch.